Hello and welcome to today's podcast, which is called You're Only As Good As Your Manager. You don't need me to tell you this, but one of the first things that you learn in motorsport is that it's not fair. You can work your tail off for years. You can win races, win championships, get the teams liking you and do all the other things that you should be doing, you feel like you should be doing to be this complete driver. But even after you've done all these things, you've ticked all the boxes you think you should do, you're still not given a shot. You're still not given the opportunity that you feel like you deserve. Yet you'll notice other drivers, they come along and they just make it look easy. They pretty much shortcut the system, the normal system, and leapfrog all the other drivers that have been scrabbling around for so long. Obviously, this is the same in every career, in every sport, discipline, musicians, actors, they all have the same problem. So it's not just within our industry that this is happening, but it doesn't make it any less frustrating. Maybe these drivers have more money, a better car, a better team, a better engineer, they've got more track time than you, or they've got really good contacts, which gives them political power. Whatever it is, whatever this advantage is that they have, they just simply breeze through. And as I say, this really frustrates drivers and drivers' parents because they feel like they deserved that opportunity that the other driver just took. And I understand that. I totally understand what you're going through. It can be soul-destroying. But what I want you to understand is that these drivers might just be doing something that you're not. You may be beating them on track. You may be beating them in the championship. You've been around longer. You've got more Twitter followers than them. But the thing is, what you might be missing out on is they're beating your ass off track. Too many drivers get distracted by what they see. They see another driver getting more backing or in a better car or whatever it is, and they believe that these are the reasons why they're advancing so easily. Those are the reasons why that other driver is getting all the luck and all the opportunities are coming their way because of that. If you view it that way, if you think it's because of these advantages that you can see, then you're falling for the same trick as the audience does when they're watching a magic show. You're seeing the illusion. You know what it's like. They're all sat there in the theatre watching the magician. They're all ooing and ahhing over the magic tricks and they're getting distracted by the illusion. But the magician, the one person in the building who is making it all look easy, they know full well what's going on. In a way, motorsport is like that. What the fans see is different to what all the drivers see. But what's a shame is that what most drivers see is different to what is really going on. It's invisible to them. They are also falling for an illusion, a different one to what the fans see, but it's still an illusion. What's really going on is the truth of no matter what your results are, if you don't have the right people behind your racing campaign or your career, then you're going to find it difficult to get anywhere. You're just going to be a driver that wins and then hopes that the phone rings or somebody offers them a chance. But so often, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't even matter what you race. You can win GP2, but if you're alone and you have no business value to those above you in the next championship, then you're not going to advance. Yet if you do have the right people working on your invisible game, working in the shadows and creating opportunities for you, then no matter what you drive, you can go straight to the top. Do the initials JB, KR, MV, VB, DK and EO mean anything to you? Well, they're the initials of drivers who prove this point precisely. Every single one of those drivers I just mentioned is very fast. They 100% deserve to be at the top of motorsport, no doubt. I like them, I know most of them, and I respect them massively. 
But what I like even more is that they beat the system. And they went straight to F1 from junior categories, from categories they shouldn't be able to go to F1 from. They managed it. Jensen Button and Max Verstappen went straight from F3. And get this, they didn't even win the championship. They both came third, yet they still advanced. Daniel Kvyat, Valtteri Bottas and Esteban Ocon went straight from GP3. They won GP3 and the following year they were in Formula 1. That's impressive. And you can't forget Kimi. He won British Formula Renault and the following year he was in Formula 1. Max and Kimi had only been out of kart racing for one year. I mean, how is this possible? How do they make it look so simple? Again, it's because they were winning off-track, the off-track battle. While all the other drivers are so distracted with what's going on track, they were advancing behind the scenes, setting things up. I know this is an overused example, especially by me, but most drivers spend more time in the gym getting fitter than they do hunting sponsorship or creating business opportunities or attracting people that can help them politically. And you've got to remember, this is a sport that only requires medium fitness levels compared to other sports. And you know this. Come on, let's be honest here. There are some fat boys out there winning a lot. Yet even knowing this, a driver will spend 10 hours a week in the gym because they believe it will help them perform better. Okay, if they've got an issue fitness-wise, fair enough. But often they haven't. But then you look at a different level, the level of sponsorship or investment or B2B deals that drivers need to make sure are in place in order to race in the first place. That's a much higher level than most of the other sports. Yet drivers don't spend over 10 hours a week on this area. Then what happens? Everybody's so shocked that they're not getting where they should be on the racing ladder. Come on, it's time you opened your eyes. You've got a certain level of what you need to achieve off track. You have to make sure the business side is sorted and then you go racing. So if you're not putting time there, then it's time to wake up. Now, I'm not saying that all the drivers I mentioned earlier that jumped from the junior categories to F1 were working 10 hours a week on the business side of their careers, because that wouldn't be true. But somebody was. Somebody in their camp was working every day on helping that driver improve their political position or their business stance in motorsport. You can only go far in motorsport if you possess one of two things, either the right amount of money or the right people. If you don't have the cash to pay your way to the top, then it's your job, no one else's, it's your job to get business-minded individuals to be in your corner, helping you. You need people who can generate backing and can create business partnerships that will be of interest to team bosses that can give you something in the future. And this should be one of your main priorities, gathering people, a team of people that will see your racing as a viable venture and they want to join, they want to be a part of it. And there's so many local entrepreneurs that won't be far from you right now who could generate investment. They could easily turn your racing model into an investment package and then help you sell it. Not just sponsorship, but investment. There's so many ways that your racing can create value for others. So much so, in fact, that the budget you need for racing can just be commissioned through these deals. This is the invisible game that drivers are playing now. And if you're not part of this, if you're not doing this, then you're just going to be like the other drivers falling for the illusion. And at the end of the day, you're going to end up just having to settle for the leftovers or not getting what you want. You're the CEO of your racing career, right? You're the person in control. Your competitors out there are doing something you might not be doing. You might be missing a trick. They're taking advantage of how this sport is really run. So if you want to stick around, you want to stand a chance of achieving your racing dreams, then you better get with the program. And I suggest you get yourself a good manager who can show you how this is done. The game is changing now, so you must wise up if you want to stick around. There's certain managers and agencies out there right now that are ahead of the wave. 
and they're creating magic for drivers. You better be a part of that. You better find these people. So pick up the phone and start talking to them. See if they can help you turn your career around and make it into a project that's easier to sell, that gives people benefits all the way up and down the ladder. I promise you, once you've done this, once you've opened this door and looked into what I'm talking about right now, then you'll see the strings behind the puppet show and you'll learn how simple it is. You'll kick yourself for not doing this earlier. You've only got a very limited time to sort this out. Get with the plan on the business side. Make sure you spend more of your time on this side of your sport and then all the rest can just fit in. This is important. It's a bit of a big subject, obviously, so don't miss out. Don't be a fool. Don't fall for the illusion. Get out there. Speak to people that can turn you into a profitable project and get them on your team. And team's the word. You get a team of people all contributing. I've spoken about this so many times before, so just look at the old stuff and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. If not, let me know if you have any questions and get in touch. That's it for this week. Speak to you next time.